get shot in the face in season five. <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> she's going to cry. No, seriously, in the face. And then she's going to punch you. Shot dead in the face. So. In the face. And yeah. Bam. And then. Sawyer's dead. And then you know what happens after that? And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Ozawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes. We descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little noob, you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man, don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, Soviet and Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 9. Episode 1. Matt Cast and Disney Games. Recorded December 11th. 2008. This episode, Kevin tracks down Matt in a hotel room in Fenton, Missouri. Luckily, this time he was wearing pants. Since Matt cannot escape, he gives in and podcasts with Kevin about comics events like Secret Invasion and Batman R.I.P. They talk about upcoming reviews of DVDs and Blu-rays of TV shows like Lost and various movies. Matt also reveals that the creators of Spectacular Spider-Man love him best out of all other journalists. Bonus features on this episode include interviews with Disney Interactive about their latest games. Bolt, based on the Disney Pixar film, a Nintendo DS game Spectrobes 2, Beyond the Portals, and their awesome ATV trick racing game called Pure. Hey, ever wondered why Aaron Hatch sings most of the songs on the random gibberish albums? Comics Online Podcast. Dude, 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 best podcast ever. Okay, so that was Matt Cernacker. And, uh. I can't say my last name. I don't want to be affiliated with that. Uh, well, you know, people can find these things out, I'm pretty sure. And I'm Kevin Goswan, as usual, the, uh, the editor in chief and, and chief person at uh comics online and and luckily today uh i have matt uh held hostage in a uh, hotel room and uh and he he agreed to uh, actually do a podcast so here we are um after many months coming back to podcasting uh and here we are with with the first of of many hopefully um and we'll we'll, we'll represent a return so um so matt hey Kevin. you know i've been reading a lot of comics lately really a lot you read comics shockingly enough i read comics who does that anymore i don't know i i read them you know i was reading i i, I was watching i was listening to actually in fact make up your mind I, i'm pretty sure it was listening to i was watching the road while i was driving to work and reading comics at the same time no uh, but I was thinking about reading comics because I was listening to another comics podcast. Really? Yes. I was listening to Quiet Panelologists at Work. There's these two English guys. And uh, 
any case, uh, and they, they, uh, one of them said that he reads his comics in the bath. Why would you do that? You know, I, that's what I said. I thought, oh my God, you know, what, you know, you might as well read them while you're on fire, right? Or something or cooking, you know, let's read them while, no, it's, it's just a bad idea. There's no good can come from that. And so, but he, he describes that it was really uh, freeing and just, just wonderful. And he, he said he was, he was reading something really crappy like X-Force or something like that. And he just decided to set the whole comic down inside the bath and just turn the pages in and it was just floating there. I thought, wow, that's amazing. Um, and while I didn't actually do that, I've been reading comics in the bath lately. Thanks for the mental image. Yeah. Well, you know, just just imagine that the pages are covering up anything good. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Uh, so awkward. Yeah. So so in the bath, I read Secret Invasion. Did you set it in the water and hope for it to you know rise Sink? back up? <laughs> right. Well, I I hope I I said I wanted to set it in the water and hoped that the uh, it would suddenly. Uh, the ink would, you know, swirl around and, and change the ending. But sadly, that didn't happen. And reveal, you know, plot or substance. Right. You know, it's kind of like uh, World War Hulk, which was in turn kind of like uh, Civil War. Which in turn was kind of like... I got nothing. I was just trying to build up and... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Well, you know, they just kind of... They're all nested, you see. And, you know, they just go... You just go from one big event to the next. And you think, oh, the ending. The ending is going to be huge. And yet, oh, oh, let down again. You remember when crossovers were good? Like, you know, Age of Apocalypse. You had Onslaught. You had relatively decent crossovers that you know there were the yearly crossover even i remember atlantis attacks yeah okay i'm lying um you actually remember that well no i do remember it but i just that was crap that was when they started to go to crap um even when you had operation zero tolerance which wasn't the greatest x-men story the fact that it carried over and it did a very good job of hey you at least know what the story is you know that, that sort of helps speaking of knowing what the story is hey kevin yeah man have you read final crisis five uh, I'm pretty sure I have, although I couldn't tell you what happened in it. Yeah, me neither. And that was our final crisis uh, news for this week. Yeah, if you yeah. Uh, do understand what's going on at the final crisis, please email Kevin at kevin at comicsonline.com because uh, we, we really don't know. Right, and if you want to get both of us, you can you can email us at editors at comicsonline.com and just let us know what what the hell is going on with with Final Crisis and how does Batman RIP fit in because Matt tried to explain it to me recently and I'm even more confused uh, my understanding is that Batman RIP takes place prior to Final Crisis number one um, in which uh, he something happens to Batman and if you read Final Crisis number one it's not a big surprise but if you haven't finished reading Batman RIP then it might be spoiling stuff for you, so I'm not going to say anything. I was under the impression this was happening all at the same time. Yeah. See, it's the DC Universe, and um, they aren't quite good at that. During what period does Trinity happen? <laughs> You're funny. You know, what's, you know what's really funny? 
Trinity sucks the least out of all of those. You read Trinity? You're one of like six people. I know. I, I'm the reason they still make it. So, uh, you know, you know, they can just thank me or, you know, just send them to me for free because, you know, they're going to make them anyway. They're going to make a year's worth. I'm actually going to stop buying them, probably. Probably for the best. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, as as crazy as that one is, it's it's actually sucks less than, than any of those other uh, on, ongoing sagas. You, you know what's good and has always been good and will always be good? Walking Dead? That and Invincible. Right. <laughs> they do rule. Walking Dead. Um, so, uh, hey, let's do a story about zombies. And let's keep doing a story about zombies, followed by a story about zombies. I think it's going to be called Zombies or Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. If you're not reading Walking Dead right now, please um, leave your computer right now and go buy the first um, eight trades. They're available or, at many, many stores near you. Or while you're there, buy Invincible and buy Why the Last Man. If you haven't read Why the Last Man, um, you're missing out. And it's a complete, uh, I'm sorry, it is a fully complete series now. Fully so, complete. 60 yeah. issues. 60, right? Or yep. 62? 60 issues. It was rather awesome. And I love the last, the last issue of Why, and this is obviously old news at this point, but the last issue of Why literally brought me to tears. I mean, that was, I was just so moved by it. It is probably one of the best series you'll ever read. And if only uh, Brian Vaughn can write all of Lost, then maybe, you know, that has a chance to not suck this. this uh... you'll, you'll, Lost will bring you to tears, but not for uh, reasons of it's so painful to watch. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say. No, Lost is a good show. It just, you know, with, when Brian K. Vaughn came on the show, obviously the writing style changed. And, uh, Quality picked up a bit. Um, he joined on this last season uh, as one of the writers, and you can obviously tell that season four they've tried to make up for some past mistakes. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, well, so season four, we're we're about to review that for the site. Yeah, coming soon. The comics online. Lost season four DVD and Blu-ray. Definitely. Or just I, Blu-ray. I think uh, it's Blu-ray. Blu-ray. We'll probably do the, the, the do the. Uh, comparison there just because dre was so nice to get us the blu-ray in general good times yeah um yeah so what else do we have coming up as far as reviews um coming up soon we have the austin powers collection on blu-ray uh followed by old school uh the will ferrell luke wilson smash hit um <laughs> on uh on blu-ray um and we also have uh, this uh, this little independent film you might know. It's called uh, The Dark Knight. Um, oh, a little independent film. Yeah. I, I, right. I, I, right. No-name people that you've probably never heard of. They've got it, But, they, you know, I think they'll really hit it big uh, soon. You know, someday at least. You know, eventually. This new up-and-cover called Michael Caine, that guy. He, oh, yeah. He can act, I think. Um, I think with a little training, a little more training, he, he'll be... Now, now, this movie, The Dark Knight, um, it's about chess. Right, that's what I understood. Yeah. Um, I've I've not yet seen uh, the movie about chess. Um, Bobby Fisher's in it. Right, right, and then it's got um, it's got that song from uh, the guy who starred as Pink in in the Wall. What's that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Never mind. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, yeah, expect a review about the Blu-ray uh, release of The Dark Knight coming shortly. And if you didn't catch on by now, we were joking. It's about Batman. It is about Batman. It's about the best Batman film that's been made to date. It is awful good. Although Adam West Batman, uh, the movie, is uh, Damn is funny. Classic. Damn funny. Yeah, but it's a different. It's a funny Batman. Holy shark repellent Batman. That's all I got to say. That's that's really all you need to say. Did you that. know that they made a replica statue of the uh, William Shakespeare head that uh, Bruce Wayne pulls back to reveal the uh, the bat poles from the Adam West Batman series? I You know, I saw that uh, in the uh, in the solicitations. Um, it is probably one of the most amazing replicas that they've done. It's actually a switch. You pull the head back. Turn a switch, and it acts as a remote control. Or for whatever you want to switch it. Yeah. So if you have friends uh, who want to uh, build you a sliding bookcase uh, like mine do, um, it, might be be awesome. a, it might be a perfect Christmas gift. I agree. Speaking of other perfect uh, Christmas gifts, if you didn't notice, uh, the, uh, the real Ghostbusters complete series that came out on uh, DVD recently from Time Life. So tell me, how awesome was it? We'll just say 12 hours of bonus features. Um, is probably the most amazing thing ever produced for any animated series. You got to be really, really into it to for a hundred and how many? Hundred and twenty-seven. Hundred and forty-seven. Hundred and forty-seven on twenty-five DVDs. That's that's a lot of animated Ghostbusters. But you know what? It's so great. It's just pretty. And you have you have uh, you know uh, Maurice uh, from Futurama. Uh, Dave Couillet from uh, Full House doing a voice. Uh, Arsenio Hall did a voice. Um, J. Michael Straczynski, who you might know from uh, the creation of Babylon 5. And uh, and from when Amazing Spider-Man didn't suck. Yep. Um, back before One More Day. Yeah, but we don't like to talk about One More Day. Actually, you know what, we... You know, I should really just stop worrying about One More Day and just say, you know... They they did it for a reason, you know. Uh, Marvel is a business, and uh, really, we as as fans really have no place in uh, you know telling them what to do with their uh, with their properties. I mean, it's 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 their property. It's not it's not our property. It's not like we've invested thousands of dollars into it, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna fully disagree with you and say. Um... When the stories get that bad, um, so you so you're saying we have no right to complain about the Clone Saga, essentially, right? By, by you know, it, right? So you know, if 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 uh, you call yourself a Spider-Man fan, if the All Father Joe Casada, you know, wants to say, hey, you know what? It's magic. We don't have to explain it. Um, then hey, you know, who, who are we to to you know tell him different? Because you know he's the boss and. Uh, you know, of Spider-Man. He's the boss of Spider-Man. I think you're just sucking up so you can get an interview uh, later with Joe Quesada. I think that's no, really I think really the only, the only Joe Quesada interview that I'm probably ever going to get was that little clip that you can see on the, on the front of the site. Did you know I interviewed Richard Dean Anderson, a.k.a. MacGyver? I did. It's you can, true. You can also see that on the front of the site. Actually, you, you hear crows interviewing him. Yeah, but, that kind of sucked. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. But, but he, had a, he had a funnier thing to say after crows had talked to him. Whatever. That's the uh, that's the short version, but the long version you can hear Matt's question as well, as well as a question about cake. MacGyver likes cake. I got invited to go to the Arctic in a submarine with MacGyver. True story. Yeah, and they would have lemon cake and cinnamon scones, I think. Yep. Because <sighs> that's story. that's that's how MacGyver rolls. What can't he do? Yeah. 
Pro probably nothing. You know, with a with a submarine and and a Zat gun, probably take over the Earth. So it's probably for the best that you don't go. I think it's also worth noting, uh, you know, since we're talking about Stargate a little bit, and the guy Richard, if you didn't know, Richard Dean Anderson was on Stargate. Um, there's only three more episodes remaining of Stargate Atlantis before the series finale, uh, which is coming up shortly. Um, the series is being made. Uh, is making the, the jump to movies like Stargate SG-1 did, and they're starting a new series called Stargate Universe, which uh, will be the third spinoff series coming in 2009. But at the very least, watch Atlantis. It's so good. The writing is amazing. These uh, the, the people working on the show are really dedicated to bringing you some good sci-fi. There's a few episodes left, so if you're a Stargate fan, Sci-Fi Channel, Friday nights, be there or be on it, right? Cool. I got nothing. Right, right. Or be there, or at least DVR. Is that your DVR? Yeah, Because I mean, who doesn't have a DVR today? And apparently, uh, if you don't have a DVR, you can you can Hulu, uh, but probably not that. Not Stargate Atlantis. You can, uh, Damn it. Well, you can go on iTunes. You can go on iTunes. Uh, Kevin just found out the magic of Hulu. I, well, you know, it, it hasn't been since last uh, season of TV shows that I actually went on any of the the... the like NBC.com to watch a TV show. Like, mm -hmm. I was watching Life, I think, but is that NBC or ABC? I want to say it's NBC. I think I it know. is, too. I don't watch it. It's good. No, it's nice. I don't, I don't like it. Well, then I'll be doing that review when that comes around. Um, what else do I have coming up? I've got uh, Beyond Lost. I've got, uh, what else? Tell me. What do you have coming up? Yeah, what do I have coming up? Maybe The Mummy 3? Oh, yeah, maybe that, well, but Carl will probably do that. Um, in the meantime, while you're uh, listening to our podcast, you should check out our forums because you can sign up on our forums. If you post three times, you're eligible for a free DVD or TV series set, which we have many, many series of. Um, we get tons of free stuff that we give away on our site, and all you have to do is just go on, post a few times, and you are eligible. Make sure it's a legitimate post of, you know, some sort of comment, not just, I am here. Right, yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the the complete rules are available within the forums, and it's pretty easy to find if you uh, take the time to read. No, but seriously, we have so many free DVDs. We've got a sets, lot. It's really quite ridiculous. And, you know, we get more practically every week. I don't necessarily post them every week because I lag sometimes, but I've got, on average, at least something, you know, at least four things a month. Let's let's say that. Let, let, let's just talk about the, the really, really good free stuff that we've gotten in the last few months. How about, like, Iron Man? Iron Man. Is that a good movie? Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. And we had it for free on our site. To for free. Away. We're all out of that one. Oh, you missed it. But you know what? Don't miss the next one. You know what else we had? We had Lost Season 4. Lost Season 4, and that was gone in, like, 30 seconds. Uh, or it, it was gone fast. I mean, Matt posted it, and then and dude just came and and snapped it up immediately. Answered the trivia questions. That was actually uh, normally it's it's you just post and said, hey, uh, I have the requisite number of posts, and now I'm asking for this freebie. Uh, that one, uh, the the uh, the folks from um, where are they from? Uh, Who makes Lost? ABC. Lost is made by ABC and Disney. ABC ABC Disney. Yes, ABC Disney. We love them. Uh, go Mickey. Um, so we also got uh, Indiana Jones, Sleeping Beauty. We have the complete series of news radio featuring featuring uh, Dave Foley and Phil Hartman. We might even have one left as of the time that we're uh, recording. Seriously, this. the complete series. It's twelve DVDs. It is one of the greatest shows of the nineties for free. Matt totally loves it. Oh, it's so great. 
Yeah. So, and then we've always got we've always got like horror movies, and and for some reason people are slow to pick up the horror movies. I don't know why. Um, Carl's a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, Carl. Yay, Carl. Carl, we appreciate your reviewing horror does, does, stuff. Does Carl listen to the podcast? I don't know. He might one day. Who listens to the podcast, really? Um, Nomad. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nomad. And, and you know, and, and with that, let's uh, let's give a second shout-out to a uh, podcast. Did you know that Nomad has uh, five episodes of How to Steal Comics on uh, on iTunes available on iTunes now, folks. How to steal comics. Comics Online does not uh, affiliate itself with uh, Nomad or Stealing Comics, and we do not recommend Stealing Comics because it goes against everything good, wholesome, and decent. Um, At Comics Online, we're heroes. Nomad is—he's a villain, but we, we we try to reform him at, at any you know possibility. Comics Online does not support or reflect the views uh, supported in Nomad's. Podcast. Oh God! Uh, nobody to, trying, does. Nobody <laughs> does, though. Have you heard his podcast? I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a good disclaimer. Um, uh, I got nothing. Um, yeah. Okay. Line. So all right. So just imagine this: if you go to Nomad's podcast, it's no. It. It's if you go to his podcast and you listen, and you will hear every time, every episode, he will tell you about how to steal comics, literally. Um, whether it's electronic, physically, um, or he will tell you how to um, go shank a person and steal their comics. Right. Or he will. I mean, literally, this is the sort of thing that goes on. But you know, it's that's not all about that. Sometimes he'll tell you about how to leave a cat in a room until it dies, and then dies on your comic. I don't think it involved comics that time, no. but the, but they made some funny references to comics at the time. I don't remember what they were, but they were funny. Um, so it's one of those creepy sort of train wreck sort of uh, uh, things, but uh, he's got interesting guests that come on, and uh, Dune Murderous is hilarious. Um, so there you go. Watch it. Listen to it. So he probably anyway. won't have any watching involved. So you've been listening to the Comics Online podcast with Matt and Kevin, and we've just sort of been rambling. Go to our forums, check out our free DVDs, which we are giving to you for free with no strings attached other than posting comments in the forums. And currently, we don't even charge for shipping. I pick it up myself, just because I'm that kind of guy. So you literally don't even have to pay for anything. Yeah. And you get free stuff. I don't know why more people don't do it, like, immediately. I don't know where our, our, why our forums aren't completely swamped. I mean, they yeah. are some days, but usually no. We usually have some pretty like, cool yeah. forums. We have some pretty pe- cool people who post, too. I like them. Yeah. I post. Matt posts, occasionally. And we've got some, we've got some cool other people. You gotta admit, I'm kind of busy posting all these great DVD reviews and interviews, and yeah. you know all this cool stuff that we have on Comics Online. Ninety percent of it from me. He does do an awful lot. I wouldn't say ninety percent, but he's certainly out okay. Ninety-five percent. Let's be honest here. Uh, well, you know, uh, sometimes other people do things. Um, so yeah, but uh, I would say that. Matt does the majority of the things. Uh, yeah. Uh, one more thing that's worth noting um, that? while you're listening to this podcast, you should go on Amazon.com and note that uh, Dr. Horrible, Joss Whedon's epic musical adventure, is coming out on DVD on, I believe, uh, the 15th or 16th of this month. You know, you don't even have to go to uh, 
to Amazon anymore. Did you know that? Really? You could just link to it from our uh, from our site really? directly to Amazon. That's crazy. You know what? You should do that. Yeah. You should tell Amazon I said hi. Uh, yeah, definitely. So tell Amazon we said hi, but make sure you click on our link because that way we might get like twenty five cents and you know something like that. So if you go to the front page of Comics Online, you'll see a link for Amazon.com. After you click on that link, you'll type in Doctor Horrible, and then you'll have Doctor Horrible on DVD. Well, after you, after you pay for it because we right. didn't get it for free. No, sorry. Yeah, I didn't even get it for free. I get everything for free. Oh, we're not going to get that one for free? No. That's so sad. Independent. But you know what? You know what? I already honestly, paid for it anyway. I've got it. I bought it on iTunes. You know what? Honestly, I bought it on iTunes. I paid for it. I yeah. bought two copies. You why? know why? Because it's so good. And Matt's crazy. All right. So. Well, um, no, it's the perfect holiday gift. It is. It Think is. about it. It is. That is, it. it is an awesome gift. Also, if you don't have the soundtrack, the soundtrack is uh, available for pre-order. Dude, um, I need the CD format. I need the I need the soundtrack. When it's does it on, come out? Well, it's on iTunes right now, or you can uh, you know buy the it's actual already, CD. It is already available. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But the actual CD is coming out shortly. I don't really care about a physical CD anymore. I'll just download it on iTunes. Well, with my freeze rate, I will stop the world. Yeah. If Matt starts singing the rest of that song to me, thanks to me. <laughs> uh yeah so uh so anyway you know what you, you know what we should actually put in here hmm. i have uh as a as a as a little gift to our listeners um some uh some as yet unreleased um interviews okay. uh, with yeah with the uh with the fine folks at Disney Interactive about uh, about a few games that are coming out right now that I believe the fr- uh, a couple of them already came out. Um, there is uh, Bolt. We went and talked to them. It I'll was... get my ball. Right. <laughs> There's the Bolt game, which actually takes takes place. Uh, that's the new uh, Disney Pixar movie that takes place within, uh, uh, not within the the movie world, but within the TV show within the movie world. So the, the bolt actually does have powers. Um, and then also uh, there's uh, oh god, I wish I could remember the name of the darn thing. See, I need to take notes before I go. Well, and do while, while while you're trying to remember what it is, you know, the quad game from Disney Interactive. I don't know what you're talking about. It's completely that. awesome. There is a map for Akatio Wells where I used to where I used to race ATCs when I was a kid. Used to shoot Womp Rats in their, uh... and I could make the Kessel Run <laughs> in an extremely short amount of time. Not a short amount of distance, distance like uh, Han Solo might tell yeah. you. But you, you know what I did? That's really cool recently. What? An email conversation with uh, supervising producer slash uh, director uh, Victor Cook. From uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. I met Victor Cook. Yeah, that's great. I've talked to him, too. He asked me how my Thanksgiving was. I said it was great. You know what he, te- uh, he told me after that? Tell me what he told you. He told me a bunch of cool information about Spectacular Spider-Man Season 2 coming uh, coming soon. And you know where it's uh, only available exclusively? Um, Newsarama? No. Those guys suck, don't they? No. Oh. They but really but they don't have the information. Because it's only available on comics. Because Victor online. loves us. Yep, he really loves you. He and I are like best friends. It's awesome. Uh, Matt, Matt, and Victor are like best friends. No, Victor Cook was kind enough to give us some exclusive information about Spectacular Spider-Man season two. Um, and if you don't have the uh, first DVD, which already came out, if you uh, go to uh, like a Best Buy or a Walmart or any store that sells DVDs, 
you'll find uh, the first uh, disc, uh, The Attack of the Lizard, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, Completely awesome. And uh, not only is the movie awesome, um, but on the back of the DVD case, it happens to have a quote from yours truly, Matt Cernacker, from Comics Online. From Comics Online. And, and how did you... How did they fi- find out what you had to say? Because it, it's awesome. Oh, all right. I'll go along with that. I had to bribe them or something. I don't know. No, no. I mean, I just you know. So, so, so you you posted. No, we. So uh, you posted a, a story about about the uh, about the show before it even came out. But how did you learn about the show? Um, comics online. Oh no! Where did you see the damn sh- the the, oh, the preview? WonderCon, thank you. That's the answer. I wasn't trying to make it a quiz. Oh, I thought you were like trying to set up for something bigger. And no, no, I just wanted you to say, "Hey, we saw it at WonderCon." Yeah, so- WonderCon coming uh, coming this February. Uh, I believe they might be re-ending. Um, we're not sure yet. Uh, stay tuned for more information on that here at Comics Online. You think they'll be at, at uh, uh, New York Comic Con as well? No, WonderCon no. possibly. Uh, we don't know yet. Um, the other information that we're waiting to find out about is where uh, Spectacular Spider-Man Season 2 will be broadcast. Because currently, uh, it will not be broadcast on Kid CW for mm-hmm. uh, Season 2. And Victor knows this, the answer to this question, and he won't tell us it yet. It, unfortunately, is not allowed to be announced formally. So, it hasn't been announced formally, and it hasn't been announced since Comic-Con, which you would think you'd people think. wouldn't know where, you know, or would like to like you know announce where the show's going to be airing. Yeah. Kind of helps. But there is a network, we just don't know which network. So I seem to recall, lo those many months ago, mm-hmm. that uh, that you actually did uh, interviews with uh, about a gajillion people from uh, from that show, from the Spectacular Spider-Man. Yep. They're all on our site. They're pretty yeah. awesome. They seem pretty awesome. They're really nice people. You know what's really cool about the show, though, is the fact that every single person working on it is a Spider-Man fan. Like a hardcore Spider-Man fan. That, I, I think that's really important today. I mean, you see things like, um, uh, going back a short time, um, like Birds of Prey, for example. Or Spider-Man Unlimited. Or Spider-Man Unlimited. We'd all like to put that out of our minds. Yeah, you know, you, you go and you see these shows where people say, oh, I know how to do it better than it was done in the comic book. Which which sounds good on paper, you, you, and you think, oh, well, if you can do it better than the comic book, well, then I'm going to give you the money to do it. Mr. Producer, and the producer says, ha ha, I will make drastic changes that will fuck everything. And, yeah, no, that's bad. Well, here's, a, since we're talking about, you know, great animated shows, um, again, Spectacular Spider-Man, probably one of the best things on right now. Um, Wolverine and the X-Men, an upcoming show um, that has been produced and will be released in the U.S., 2009, is currently available uh, in, Canada. in Canada. They've so if the- you're listening in Canada, good day, a- eh? Today, a you just have to say that you said isn't a um you, you said good day a I thought good day would be more like Australian no I'm do, I'm doing the uh the 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 Mackenzie brothers how's um, it going a well good day and this is uh episode one of season one of the comics online podcast all previous ones were episode or season zero what are you talking a? about? talking until you interrupt me okay well anyway what i was trying to say is wolverine and the x-men aired in canada the first 12 episodes um i'm sure you can go online and google and find them for download um but you're not supposed to do that until they actually come out on tv 
You're not supposed to do that, right, Matt? Yeah, no, I would never do that. Never, ever want to watch an episode of something that's aired. And it's completely awesome. And it's completely awesome. Because Wolverine and X-Men is completely awesome. The first 12 episodes are completely awesome. Um, Not quite as awesome as Spectacular Spider-Man, because that's really, truly awesome. Um, Or amazing. Or even spectacular. But uh, Wolverine and X-Men is kind of astonishing, maybe. Or even uncanny. Right. Right, right. Uh, Um, Even X-Force. Wait, that didn't quite work. No. No, have you so have you read X Force the new yeah, one? Yeah, I've been reading it. I don't quite understand what's going on as far as uh, uh I read the I read the first two and I didn't get it and well I mean I got it but I was like well I didn't get why the, the point why they brought why? all they brought a bunch of villains back using um uh the techno organic virus and um the phalanx is back and a bunch of other stuff. The comics um, used to be better. Yeah, they used to be really good. Now they're kind of like, eh, hey, let's take all these great ideas that we used to have and let's try to make them better. It seems like I used. It seems like I used to not have very much money to to pay for comics. Like I would go and I would I would spend my entire allowance, for example, when I was like junior high and high school, and I would spend you know as much money as I had all on comics. And of course, they were like sixty cents or whatever, seventy five cents. But you know, and I would I would buy a ton of comics, and you know, and and you know, and it would end up being what I don't know, ten or twenty a month. Now I'm buying like, you know, three four times that, and they're three or you know, and they're three dollars for the for the cheapest one. And they're short. And they're shorter. And stories are less original or consistent or answer any questions. And or you have, you have things like, and, you, and you have things like Red Hulk, where you're like, um, who yeah. double pl- double double splash page splash page. Uh, oh wait, there's some dialogue. Oh, there it went. Okay. You know the entire main series of Secret Invasion really could have been condensed down to maybe two or three issues, if you take out all the splash pages and yeah. maybe throw in some substance. I was hoping for a better ending. Okay, well, what would you have liked? Okay, this contains spoilers about Secret Invasion 8. Um, Every episode dies. that we ever uh, do will contain some spoilers. So just imagine that you're, you're going to get spoiled. Everybody dies, including Batman. And so, Batman died in Secret Invasion? Yes. Oh, he, Batman was actually a scroll. Oh, that's disappointing for, for the scrolls. I mean, uh, so... Yeah, so Secret Invasion. Did you see the Power Pack scroll? That's the important part. No. There was a Power Pack scroll. And then, yeah, and then there was like... Um, I saw at least two different Thunderbolts scrolls. Who, who, who was the scroll in X-Men? Because they said there was supposed to be a scroll on every Joe team. Quesada. No. No, they said there was supposed to be a scroll on every team. Really? Yeah. So, I don't know if they ever found them then. Um, uh oh. I guess uh, Secret Invasion. Well, no, because be, well, no, because Wolverine and and uh, and White Queen were not scrolls. Yeah. Unless she is. Unless the Diamond Scroll yeah. is no, no, probably no. not. So anyway, um, you never quite answered. What did you want Secret Invasion to end with? Um, you know, it's hard to say. Something um, that didn't suck. Something I wanted that, it to end with Captain America being shot three times in the chest. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That was the end of Civil War. Right. Oh yeah. I, I. Oh wait. I wanted it to end with someone giving so the good guys giving up. But that was they, also the end of Civil War. 
And World War Hulk. Oh, know. wait. Well, I mean, depending on if you, you count the Hulk as the good guy. Okay, here's a question. Eight issues in, who's the Red Hulk? I don't care anymore. I used to care. I was like, oh, this will be exciting. It'll be it'll be uh, Rick Jones or it'll be... Uh, nope. No, it's not Rick Jones because he was like a Wendigo or something and like that. And it's not General Ross. And it's not uh, Samson. So is it Batman? The official position of Comics Online is now that the Red Hulk is Batman. Okay. There I, you have it. I would. I think I would like that a little bit better. I'd be like, oh, so he was in the R.I.P. He's in. You know, he put. They get put in. He he gets put into a uh, machine in Final Crisis, which sucks him into the Marvel universe and turns him into Red Hulk. Yes. Which follows. Because it makes sense. You know. Um. But when he gets sucked into the Marvel universe, he's so angry that he actually goes against all of his training and is willing to kill people with a big gun. Oh, right, with a big gun. And that's why you don't ever suspect a, him. A Hulk-sized handgun. Right. Well, but they, they explained it in the first issue that, that that's something that S.H.I.E.L.D. carries, just in general. Just in case the Hulk ever needs a handgun. Or the Thing. Ever needs a handgun. Right. Specifically a handgun. Well, you know, they could have those big shoulder-mounted. I mean, consider, like, the, the, the Brainy Hulk, the, uh, the Professor Hulk, mm-hmm. with the, uh, when they, he lived in the mountain or whatever. With all the crazy guys, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. What were they called? The uh, the I Parthenon. Really, I really don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I that, just wanted to say. Okay. Wasn't that Peter Peter David doing that? I don't really. Read it probably Hulk. didn't suck. You know, it was a really good Hulk story. Planet Hulk. No kidding. Planet Hulk was so great, and then he's like, and you're like, oh, he's gonna go and whip some ass, and you're like, all right, this is righteous rage. I can understand that. You know, it's really not a good story. World War Hulk. Keep going. Everything since. Yeah, but let's narrow down. Um, the last part of World War Hulk? That was really bad, too. Scar, Son of Hulk? There we go. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I just really didn't buy it. I thought, well, you know... I read the first four. I'm glad honestly, he survived. Good, honestly, good, it's been kind of... Good going. Did you see the, the, that episode of House uh, this week? Where the, where the... Am I spoiling you? We're no longer friends. So, in the latest episode of House, their uh, Scar, Son of Hulk, it makes an appearance. So, since I've, I've already spo- spoiled really? Matt. It's true. Honestly, I don't care. Yeah, it's great. Nobody watches House. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Chelsea watches House. Um, oh, Chelsea. This is a spoiler considering uh, concerning Lost. Sawyer gets shot in the face in season five. <laughs> right in the face. She's going to cry. No, seriously, in the face. And then she's going to punch you. Shot dead in the face. So. In the face. Yeah. Bam. And then. Sawyer's dead. And then you know what happens after that? In the face. Then then Kate is the only person in the whole show. It's no, just a no. Kate monologue. No, 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 no. It's a Jack monologue. Oh, it's a Jack and Kate monologue. Nope, nope. Yeah. Even better. Kate leaves, Jack is the only one on the show, and the show continues for another five seasons after it's revealed that Jack is the one who shot Sawyer in the face. Right. And then all you get is is beard growth and jeers. Yeah. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back and shoot Sawyer in the face. <laughs> this has been the Comics Online podcast. Um, <laughs> it is now uh, way past Matt's bedtime. 
Uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, the rambling. Wait, wait, hold on. I have to do an in- intro to the uh, to the to the damn thing to the to the uh, to those interviews. All right. So wait. Just let me do the setup, and then we'll do the, and then we'll we'll cut it. We'll cut it in the middle and just in- inject them. No, we're just gonna leave this where it is. Just keep going. Huh? No, this is gonna be staying. You can't cut. This is gold. This is comedy gold, Kevin. Go. Ready? No, go. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. Go. All right. I'm going. Shot in the face. Go. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so anyway, let me, so here's the introduction, uh, here are, uh, here are reviews for three different releases coming soon, or maybe actually already on the market, that's hard to say, uh, but, uh, did did you get that where I, where I put my hand in my mouth, did you, did that sound halfway? Anyhow, so, uh, yeah, Bolt, the game, awesome. Little platforming, little combat. You can play as the girl and as the dog, and then you have uh, uh, two other things which uh, shall remain a mystery until you listen to this comics online podcast. We're really, really tired and really, really dorky. And Matt's gonna hit the stop button. Wait, wait, what? Oh, okay. Oh, this is the end. This is the end of the comics online podcast. We're going to have a real theme song someday. Or Matt will just keep in, keep making up lyrics and failing miserably at life. See you next time. On Comics Online. This has been a Comics Online podcast. Coming next summer to Fox, Comics Online 2, Electric Boogaloo. Following are our exclusive interviews with the staff from Disney Interactive about three video games, Bolt, Spectrobes, and Pure, that have since come out but are totally worth hearing about anyway. Nomad, Kevin, Katie, and special guest champion watch and ask questions as the Disney staff walks us through the finer points of the games. For more information and links to these games, visit the podcast forums on comicsonline.com. First is Bolt, based on the Disney Pixar movie of the same name. Fight evil cat-loving villains as a girl and her super-powered dog, Sign us up. This game is available on Nintendo DS and Wii, Sony PlayStation 2 and 3, Xbox 360, and Windows PC. All right. Uh, so you play both as Penny and as as, as Bolt. Uh, in previous le- uh, level, we showed Penny. She has stealth missions, uh, platforming, um, hacking mini games to break into the computer. What she's done now, she's made her way to the top of this level, which is a mansion, and she's been captured by the bad guys, so she calls in her, her, her devoted friend, Bolt. Bolt comes in, now he's going to really wreak havoc in this room and take out these guys. So what, so what kind of game is it? Bolt is a combination action platformer. Uh, there's a little bit of combat, a little bit of puzzling, um, platform puzzling. Um, so you play both sides as, as either character, and you go back and forth. Now, it's based on the movie. The movie's coming out November 26th, and at Thanksgiving time, we're coming out November 18th, right before. Is it live action or like an animation type it, thing? Or? It's a CG movie, so it's uh, computer graphics. Um, all of our assets, we, we work very closely with the animation studio, so we're using their af- assets whenever we can to develop content for the game. Okay. Okay. What about voices? Voices, uh, we, one of the things in the game is um, the voices. We haven't, we haven't announced voices for the game yet, right? Um... No, we haven't. I'm willing to box my voice for the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
where, where appropriate, we've worked with DCV, Disney Character Voices, to use to reuse the same actors. We just haven't announced who those actors are. Gotcha. Oh, so, so you don't know who's in the movie yet, or no? Oh, we, no, no. we do. We oh, just haven't made the formal announcement. No, the but we work with the same uh, Disney Character Voices, which does the voices for the movie. They also supply us the content for the game. You know, if you want to make that announcement, you could right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the guy for that announcement. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we get Mickey Mouse on the phone? Maybe he'll tell us. <laughs> All right, let me, let me continue on. So, yeah, he's in this room, and now the bad guys are coming in, and the, this is a combat-centric uh, portion of the game. So uh, major, uh, major attacks, minor attacks, you, you chain combos in there. Chaining combos will give you access to uber moves, so they're a little over the top, uh, and also finishing moves. You, you, uh, when you're ready to finish a guy off, you get button prompts, and you can select any of one of four finishing moves. Toss guys out windows, toss them into furniture, things like that. What platforms is it going to be on? This will be on all the consoles, 360, PS3, PS2, Wii, uh, and PC, and then we'll also have a version on the DS. But not Macs, because Macs are really not good, right? Oh, Macintoshes? All right. Well, that guy fell because he's not, these aren't the smartest bad guys in the world, obviously. Uh, what's, also, one thing, I just want to let you know that we're at early, it's about alpha, so there's some slowdown where you might see it. Okay, let me grab one of these guys. Is Bodo a dog or a cat? He's a dog. See, can you see? he's a cute little dog. See that cute little head? Here, we'll give him lasers, too, and then we'll give him bark. Is he is he like a cybernetic dog or something? Uh, he's, been Mr. he's been uh, uh, scientifically engineered to have superpowers by his by the professor, which is Penny's dad. Now in the movie, he finds out he's not that dog; he's just a regular dog, and so you get that heartwarming story where he discovers his true self and the and the love from his owner. But we decided let's let's concentrate on that TV show because we get some crazy over the top things. Let me let me take some more of these guys out. Bo doesn't talk or anything, does he? Or? Uh, not in the TV show, he does not. But in the movie, he does. Yes, he does. Okay, then we got an Uber move. Let's let's fire it off. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I had to play a piano, so uh, you know I'm a little frustrated. Let, let me take out a piano. Let's, let's let's take that down. <laughs> so he's he's got uh he's got an assortment of moves. Uh, com you chain those combos. He's got that bark. There you go. Um, got a ground pound. Kind of hit me right now. There you go. That's cool. Who are the guys he's fighting? These guys are the minions of the evil uh, Calico organization. They work for Calico, who is the bad guy that you see in the TV show. Uh, so we we've created these specifically for the game. You see a couple of them in the in the movie, uh, in the TV portion of the movie. We've built them out so that we have a wide assortment of bad guys that the uh, the player can uh, battle. So what's Calico's like motivation? Is he like hate dogs or world domination? What's uh, the deal? Calico, he's he's a do he's a cat lover, and according to the uh, the movie world, uh, the TV show world, all cats are evil. <laughs> so anytime you see a cat, he's an agent of evil. Let's 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 finish him off again. There you go. Toss him around. Are you guys game or something or? Uh, oh, they're they're not no. attached to the game, yeah. So they'll uh, be demonstrating other games. Oh, okay, okay. So, helicopter. Helicopter comes in. He serves as more of an end boss. First person shooter. Um, a Turok. Turok was a first person shooter on ours. That that came from our studio.
Uh, first off, it, it fires off a machine gun. Which one? Turok. Uh, you should see some of the stuff they're doing for Turok. It's looking great. Chases you around. Uh, it's a little strung out right now. We're going to reduce the amount of time that it's chasing you. Uh, eventually, after the machine guns, they'll be launching uh, missiles at you, which you need to uh, avoid. Uh, button prompt will come above you. You avoid them, and then uh, you'll end up taking out. If you properly avoid them, you'll end up taking out the helicopter. What's the lightning thing on the? What's the lightning? lightning? Yeah, both of them on the right. That's your. Uh, uh, the right is left is your health. Right is your energy. Okay. Uh, so those are just your meters. Uh, the circle. Oh, you got me. Sorry, didn't dodge. So the, the one on the right, as it completes a circle, that gives you access to the uber moves. Uh, you, you increase that by chaining combos. So once the missiles fire, you can't move anymore? Uh, once the missiles fire? Yeah. Oh, if you avoid the missiles, he'll, uh, if you correctly do the, the move, uh, he'll fire off the missile back to the helicopter to take out the helicopter. So, so when he fires, when a helicopter fires the missiles, the missiles come at him, and then bolt. Has, you have to do like a button combination to make it to make the missiles miss. You follow the button prompt. He'll do. He'll do the. He'll avoid the missile, uh, and then you, you, you chain those four of them. He'll eventually take out the helicopter. That's kind of nice. Kind of recalls um, God of War. Uh, well, okay, sure. But I was I was thinking like uh, dr uh, Dragon's Lair, where, the, where it told you where to go. Go up and down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I won't confirm where, where, where you feel uh, where we were influenced by the game, but, <laughs> but that does sound that sounds similar to what we're trying to do. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, the, the finishing move, uh, the, the finish off the uh, helicopter isn't finished in this version, so oh, okay. I'll have to quit out of that. All right. All right. Hey, what are those snacks over there? Next up is Spectrobes. This is a Nintendo DS-based collect alien monsters and make them fight in order to save the world game. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, the name of the game is Spectrobes Beyond the, po Beyond the Portals. Um, sequel to Spectrobes, which was um, a best-selling DS RPG game uh, last year. What's the, what's the premise of the game? So, uh, Spectrobes is an action role game um, where you collect and awaken and level up Spectrobes to defeat the enemies in the game. So um, it's in the sort of genre of creature collection RPGs. Um, the, some of the differences about Spectrobes from other similar games, um, our game is, like I said, an action RPG. So all the battles in the game are real-time action battles as opposed to turn-based battles. Um, Which is a good thing. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. Um, also, our, our game, as you can see here, is, is fully 3D. Um, and it has a full RPG story. So it's not just an open-ended, you know, we got to make a strong team kind yeah. of a story. It's, you know, you're actually, um, people are kidnapped, you got to find where they win, you got to go to different planets, fight bosses, you know, go through what you would expect from a, from a Japanese role-playing game. So what is the, the this bottom screen right there with the, obviously the pointer, do you use the pointer for different things or? Yeah, I'll, I'll take you through. Um, here, uh, right now, I'm in sort of the adventure mode of the game where you would be walking around and talking to characters and progressing the story of the game. As you can see, I'm controlling um, a human character. His, his name is Rowan. He's um, a member of the police force in the galaxy the game takes place. And Rowan and his partner, Gina, um, who are both playable characters, depending on the situation, uh -huh. um, are, like I said, progressing through the story. Rowan is special in that he's, um, he, he is a Spectrobes master, or a Spectrobes master to be, which means that he can awaken these Spectrobes creatures. So what are the Spectrobes? The Spectrobes 
as you can see here, I have a little child spectrobe that kind of looks like a dog you were saying, uh, that it's following me around. The spectrobes um, are a type of creature that are like the dinosaurs to us in the sense that they're this extinct sort of species or group of creatures. And uh, in the game world, no one's ever seen a live spectrobe at the beginning of the first game. Um, just their fossils in museums. Uh -huh. And uh, this guy comes from another, uh, escapes from another um, planet that was attacked by these enemies called the Crawl. And he tells you a story about how he was looking for spectrobes to defeat the Crawl. And they're like, spectrobes, we've got fossils, but, you know, and he has this machine, and he says those with the, you know, that our spectrobes masters, their voice will awaken uh, the fossils. So is there, is there a cartoon or something to go along with this? Or? Uh, no, actually, this is a completely brand new IP from Disney Interactive Studios. So this was actually, Spectrobes, the first game, uh -huh. uh, was our very first totally original game that wasn't based on, you know, like a movie or a TV show or something yeah. else from within Disney. And the first game uh, did really well. We sold over a million units. So uh, we're back again. This this was a much bigger and improved. Um, and, um, Do you have any special promotions or anything to promote the game? Or? Yeah, um, from the first game and moving into the second game, we had uh, full 3D animated webisodes oh. uh, that told that were less about you know, describing the game and more about the world and the characters and what are spectrobes and, and, and uh, really getting people to, um, getting them to know this new game world that we've created. And those did, those did quite well. They're really, really cool. I encourage you to check them out. We have s several episodes already from the first game, and then we'll have more coming out. Is it on a Disney website or...? Yeah, you can find them on Disney.com or on Spectrobes.com or okay. just on YouTube. Or you know, they tend to find their way all over the internet. So, as of the the end of the uh, the, the first game, where it, where do where are we left? Right. So I'll give you the the 30 second version of the first game. So this guy I was telling you about, his name is Aldous, comes and describes how you can bring the Spectrobes back to life, and he wanted them to save his planet, but he's too late. By the time it took him a long time to get to your solar system, and in that time, his home planet was destroyed by these enemies called the Crawl. The Crawl show up in Rowan's universe next. Uh, so luckily they've met Aldous because they learned how to bring the spectrobes back to life. So you spend the first game building a collection of spectrobes by digging up their fossils, using your voice and the microphone and the DS to bring them back to life, and then adding them to your collection, level them up, battle, 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 follow through the story. At the very end of the first game, you destroy the crawl nest on the most remote planet in this galaxy that the game takes place in, or the solar system, sorry, that the game takes place in. And so we thought we were safe. Um, at the beginning of spectrobes beyond the portals, the crawl come back, and this time appeared, the crawl are not particularly intelligent. They're kind of like amoebas or something. They just attack a planet, eat it, destroy everything, and go to the next one. And um, the spectrobe is their natural enemy. But this time there appear to be some intelligent beings sort of guiding the crawl and controlling them. And so in this, this game we reveal that there's actually more to the crawl than we first thought, which manifests itself in boss encounters as you play through the game. And then eventually you come across sort of the big, the big leader and, you know, we reveal who he is as we play through the game, so. Do these characters, like, come from out of, like, eggs or something, kind of like Pokemon things, or do they just are they automatically born and walking around? Um, they are, like I said, they're in fossil form, so um, a large portion of the game is actually using the DS touchscreen to excavate fossils out of the ground. Oh, and that's how you get a new spectra. Once you have a fossil, you take it back, use your voice, and bring it back to life. And I'll, I'll actually show you that in just a moment. Um, but first, I want to show you the battle system in the game. So as you can see, I've walked into an area that has these uh, tornado-like vortexes. Those uh -huh. represent battles. Um, but before I go in there, I can actually fight directly on the field here with Rowan. So Rowan is not a passive character. He, he's a you know, member of the police force. Yeah. And although his weapons aren't as effective as the spectrobes on the crawl, he can still fight directly. And so these uh, vortexes constantly spawn these, these enemies you see here called crawl dust, which Rowan has a variety of different weapons he can fight and um, level up. And the 
the goal here is that, as you can see, when I defeat a crawl dust, a little energy orb pops up, which I can use to replenish Rowan's health or the health of my spectrobes that I have with me. So you want to um, replenish your health before going into a battle. And when I do go into one of these vortexes, I'm going to fight with my spectrobes. So I have a total of six spectrobes I've picked to kind of be out in the field with me. I have the a larger collection. Right That's the one I'm controlling. Okay. That's a spectrobe. That's an adult, actually evolved form of spectrobe, the most evolved so form. So Rowan, does, his name is Rowan, right? Rowan. He right. doesn't fight on, in this at all. Right? right. This is the Spectropes battle. So they are the ones that can defeat these these big, powerful crawl. So Ra in this section, I'm I, the, I as the player kind of representing Rowan, guiding the Spectropes, commanding them yeah. in the form of controlling them directly. So you know, move with the D-pad, press A to attack. Okay. Um, like I said, you have Rowan has this device on his arm that holds the Spectropes he takes out with him into the world, which is a subset of your big collection back of the ship. And you have six, of which two are going to show up in battle. So you saw I have two Spectropes here. And... Um, I'm controlling one directly, so right now I'm going to be controlling the, the purple guy. And then if I want, I can just press the X button at any time and swap back and forth between which spectros I'm controlling. Uh, when you're not, the one you're not controlling is obviously controlled by AI, yeah. uh, so they'll fight on their own. Every spectrobe has a variety of different attacks. So see there was a more powerful attack. Um, the A button is a standard attack. You fill up a meter. Once the meter is filled up high enough, you can use the B button to do a charge attack or a more powerful attack. Yeah. Or you can fill it up even more and press the Y button for a combo attack, which is different depending on which two spectrums you've picked you know, in your battle set. So there's a lot of depth uh, to the combat there. And then, as you saw, it's, it's all fully real time. What's the age group is aimed at? Uh, the game uh, has an E10 plus rating, so anyone over 10 uh, uh, should be able to enjoy the game. Uh, we found in the first game 10 to 12 was like the kids that really, really enjoy the game, but then yeah. and all the way up to 16 or so um, uh, enjoyed the game as well. And actually, I think we were even more kind of robust this time too. So I hope that uh, you know even people my age will, will enjoy playing the game. <laughs> For um, people my age who, uh, who actually played all the way through Pokemon Silver, can we? Uh, Did you really play through Pokemon Zero? Wow. I was I was I was I, I was I, I was home on an injury, so that's. Like, There's no excuse at all. Uh, this is the end of the interview, by the way. <laughs> so, um, like I said, the main focus is real-time battles, but we do also have um, a power relationship. So every spectro or every enemy belongs to one of these three properties, and then there's a power relationship between them. So, mm -hmm. uh, you saw that vortex out in the field was green, so I know that the enemies inside are Aurora property. So if I pick red Corona Spectropes, they're gonna, their attacks will be more effective than usual against yeah. those enemies. So there's an element of strategy in choosing your Spectropes and having a nice, well-rounded team. And how many do you get to pick? Um, you have, as you can see here in the lineup screen, these, these are the six Spectropes that I can take out with me, you know, away from the ship. Yeah. And at any point, I can swap out which Spectropes I want to be the two that enter battle. How's the learning curve on this? The game starts off uh, really simple. Uh, you don't need to have played the first game mm -hmm. to understand how the game works. Um, and well, actually, one of the feedback that we had from our first game was that we didn't have enough tutorials, especially for our younger players. So this time, the game is, is very careful, and it sort of introduces you to each element of the game one step at a time in a natural, natural progression. My response would have been, well, the younger players don't have any money. Other people do. <laughs> <laughs> so I can give you just a f you know, here's a few other sort of character designs. Um, the... The character designs are based on um, traditional Japanese art, like uh, and Japanese monsters and creatures from long. Like Godzilla. Uh, from way before that, <laughs> like the paintings you'd see on the wall in the Godzilla movie, maybe. <laughs> and then com combined with, of course, modern anime and manga style. The game is being developed in Japan and by an entirely uh, Japanese team, by Disney Interactive Studios Japan, and um, the Jupiter is the name of the actual development company 
which... Um, Where's Disney located in Japan? Um, our office is in Tokyo. Do you know what part? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's in uh, Meguro, which oh, is... Uh, yeah, I've been there four times. Well, three times, actually. I'm going back fourth next year. Really? Actually, I used to live in Japan for a long time. So that's You've been to Rapungi before? Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to hear stories about Rapungi. <laughs> to the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any time in the game, can you switch the six spectrums that you have? Yeah, all you have to do is you just go back to your ship. And the, the ship is your main hub, so you use it to go from planet to planet. So you're never more than like four screens away from the ship. Okay. Also, eventually through the uh, at a point in the game, you get a div an odd um, item that lets you just fly back to the ship immediately. Uh, so, you know, you can just jetpack back to the ship. So, um, and actually, I'll just show you a few other elements real quick. Uh, I mentioned that you uh, excavate fossils and items. So that's the reason that this child's spectrobe is following me around. You pick one to follow you around in the world, and you'll see that they have the ability to search the ground for things to excavate. And there he's found two different things, yellow meaning a fossil and blue meaning a mineral. Minerals are like little gems that you use to feed spectrobes to level them up. Um, but the fossil might be a little more interesting, so let's have a look at that. So here's our excavation system. It's all done using the touchscreen. So I'll break away a few layers of rock, and you'll start to see that there's a bit of a fossil poking out. And if I press the scan button here, it'll show the what's hidden beneath. It's kind of hard to okay. see if you're not at the right angle, but you can oh, see the shape see. hidden cool. beneath. And then I have a variety of different tools I can use. Right now I'm at the beginning of the game, so I just have a few. Um, and you can see I can just use the stylus to dig down through the rock, eventually showing the grid, meaning I've gone through all the layers of rock. Is this game fully done, or is it um, being worked on still? This is still in development. Um, the game will be coming out in October. So you can see I'm digging way through here, slowly revealing, careful, doing a little damage, revealing the shape. And as you, you can see that there's like a sort of dust and particles that accumulate as I did drill. Using the microphone, you can just blow in. So it's all real, real sort of using, trying to use all the elements of the DF. Can you damage them while they're being excavated if you do it too hard or something? Yeah, this, this top meter here is damaged. And as you hear, I'll turn the volume up as I... That noise you're hearing is me damaging the fossil. So if I use the drill directly on the, f the fossil and, and all of these little targets disappear, then I'll fail and I won't get that item added to my inventory. But I've excavated more than 90%, so I can click Pick Up. And so now I have a new Bartopod, which is the name of the fossil, and then I can go back to my ship, use my voice uh, into the microphone, the DS, awaken it, and then I'll have a new spectrobe added. Well, does the, does the damage matter that um, that you um, you give to it with the, with the drill? Like would, yes. it be, would it be more damaged when you decide to use it? Basically, um, there's a couple elements. One, the better you do, the more experience points you get, and Rowan has an excavation experience level that levels up. Um, but beyond that, if you can excavate a fossil in less than 60 seconds with no damage at all to 100%, yeah. when you awaken the fossil, it will be pre-leveled up and will be ready to evolve immediately as opposed to having to feed him things. So there is okay. definitely a sort of uh, incentive to excavate well. So it teaches archaeology, too. Absolutely. It's an excavation simulation. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I'll take you back here real quick and show you how you awaken the spectros. It's kind of cool. This is your main lab. So you can see, um, if I go into the lineup screen, you're asking, here's, here's my whole uh, collection of spectros that I have. As you can see, the game has a lot. Do you have duplicates of them? Yeah, you can have more than one, like if you, you know, especially because spectros evolve. So if, if you have a child form and you evolve it to the adult form so that it can enter battle, might want to keep a copy of the child form around because he was fun to take around the field if he had an ability or something like that. So you can have as many as you want. You have to say, I have two right now of this guy. Oh. I like that guy. I don't know why I really like this cube guy, too. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like a ninja star. 
He's shaped like a star, but he runs around like a ninja. Um, yeah, kind of cute. Aww. Those are all the child ones. Here, there's a few uh, different sort of adults. I'm actually new on them. Now, do we have uh, uh, what do you call uh, images? Yes. yes. Press kit. You guys like MySpacing over there or something? <laughs> I'm not taking notes about you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Watch out for these guys. I didn't really face that. Make sure you should be rolled. Gas panic. That's a. Yeah, the uh, development uh, kits have that bigger uh, hard drive case. Uh, so if I go here. Uh, this is actually throwing away a spectra, which you know, I actually have filled up, I've, li I've hit the limit of spectra you can hold, <laughs> so I'm throwing a couple ways so I can awaken the new one and show you how it works. <laughs> is there any way you can find any that are already, like, developed, or no? Um, uh, you always find them as fossils, and then when you wake them, they start as childs. But like I said, if you wake them well, you can immediately evolve them. And then, um, if you have a copy of the first game and you have played the first game, at a certain point in the story, we allow you to bring over your entire collection from the first game uh, wirelessly. So you just you borrow someone's DS for a few minutes and boot up the other game. Can you battle two-player with this too? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So as you saw, there, I was fighting you know, with two spectrobes. Yeah. So you can play one-on-one -on -one where you have a team of two, I have a team of two, and we fight just like the regular single-player game. Mm -hmm. um, or we can play teams. So you and me are now controlling individually each spectrobe on our team versus two other people, so four players. Okay. Or you can play uh, Battle Royale, so everyone picks one spectrobe and the last spectrobe standing. What about co-op play? Uh, there's no co-op play in the single player. Um, it's all uh, competitive multiplayer. Can you put it in? <laughs> Not by October. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, although we do have um, the ability to trade wirelessly, so I can trade spectrobes with you, I can trade fossils with you. Um, Here's how you awaken them. So you slide up a fossil into the, into the machine here. I press start, and you'll see as I'm talking, the mic is <coughs> reacting. And I have to keep my voice up inside this window right here and keep talking to the spectrobe, and it will wake it up. Now, every spectrobe has a different sort of window. Of wake, what? The window is how your much? volume of your voice. Mm -hmm. And then you saw there were three meters. And if, it's, if the, just one meter shows or two or three shows, that depends on the pitch of your voice. And the pitch of your voice changes what color the spectrum will awaken to. So there's three possible colors they could awaken to. So in theory, especially for kids who have high-pitched voices, they're going to get a certain color. They might ask Dad to awaken another one and get the dark color or whatever. So hopefully that will encourage people to trade. Sorry. is red. So he's going to be gen generally a reddish color, but he might be pure red for his original color and then like orange or sort of a pinkish color, and then the other ones are variations on green, others are variations on green. I'm not familiar with the wireless, um, or the on is there online play with DS or no? Yeah, yeah. So um, can you play this game online too, like make yeah. some kind of game so the, zone? The four-player mode I was talking about is local, Yeah. Uh, so if you're all in the same room playing together. Mm -hmm. And then we do have a mode where you can battle over the internet uh, globally as well. That's that's one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Uh, we also have, um, we've got too many features in this game, but we also have, uh, we have a website, community website, where you can upload Everything about your saved game, it's real quick. You just go to this machine, hit go, upload. It sends all the data to the website. And then you go log in the website, and you can see your profile. It will show you all your collection of spectrobes and what level everything is, what your high scores are. And you can compare that against anyone else who's uploaded. Are there chat rooms in there, too, and stuff like that? Or? Uh, we have a message board and stuff. We also, our game, I don't know if you've ever heard of D-Gamer. I think so. 
you know, we, we've borrowed, but DGamer is something that's on all of our DS games from Disney. It's a main menu option that you can go in and you can build an avatar and chat with other Disney players. Yeah. So you can chat online from your DS to PC to DS. Or, oh, wow. And um, you have an avatar. The cool thing about it is that we have um, honors, which are like if you achieve something in the game, then you get an honor in DGamer, which is either like a little badge or you can put on your avatar. So a hat or... In, this, in the case of our game, you can get Rowan's outfit, or you can get Gina's outfit, or you can get his blast. And the community's up and running right now? Or? Yes, it's already up. And the Prince Captain DS game, which came out recently, was the first game. Mm -hmm. And has any other game come out yet? Right now. Yeah. Do you know how many members it has? Oh, boy, I have no idea. What did you say, like, like four? Or? Uh, more than four? <laughs> more than four. Less than 50 million. Less than 50 million? Somewhere there. between. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Um, also, the game uh, comes with uh, this kind of unique thing. It comes with cards, uh, laying cards, cards oh, yeah. that are clear plastic. <clears throat> and have a picture of a spectrobe or an item or something on it. And there's, there's holes in it in a specific pattern. Place it over the touch screen, and you touch through the holes into the touch screen in the order indicated on the card. And the game recognizes that pattern and then gives you whatever item was on the card. Oh, that's so pretty awesome. Uh, you can start with a free spectrum. Yeah, the game will come up with a pack of several cards packed mm -hmm. in, then you don't know which cards you're going to get. You'll yeah. I'll probably get different set than you will. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, you can input those, so you can get a couple spectros right away from that, and also nice. other items and stuff. So could you go to the store and buy more cards and add more spectrum? Um, we have created more cards than are going to be packed in, but we're not interested in monetizing them. We're not going to sell you a pack of cards. Um, yeah. What we're trying to do is find, a, find other ways, free ways, to get them to you. So... You know, we don't have any specifics right now, but you could imagine maybe if you go buy the game at a specific retailer, they might have an exclusive card. You know what you could probably do? You can give them to you can you give them the comicsonline.com, and then we could give them out to people. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk to our PR agency there. So the first game had the same thing. Uh, had a card input system. Um, by the way, if you do own the first game and have your cards laying around, they'll work on this game too. So nice. Spectrum's two cards, Spectrum's one cards all work. Um, and uh, it was pretty funny actually because we were following kind of, the, you know, the forum traffic and the internet traffic after the game came out. And um, the cards, you know, people started reverse engineering the cards. They were like, okay, so it looks like the holes are aligned on a grid pattern. Approximately, you know, this many by this many. So that means, and they come up with a methodical way to test every possible combination That's of awesome. all the holes. And they divide it up across all the members on the forum. So they worked out a th like a, a naming scheme, you know, like Battleship. Like, okay, I'll take, you know, the A's through the F's and this and that. And, then you, and they divvied it up and said, okay, I'll spend all night tonight trying these 500. You try these 500. And they, ac they actually found all of our card input, you know, input nice. things. And, of course, you know, we knew that that was possible. So... It didn't upset us or anything. We were just excited people right. were, you know, into it. Welcome to the world of hack tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, how do you guys feel about modding the DS and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, there are, there are you know, um, devices I think you can buy that would, like, for example, let you adjust the game or unlock things and stuff like that. I mean, if, if you want to do that, that's great. I'd appreciate it if you didn't do it online, you know, when you're... Like what about modern, um, I've seen modded DS's where people have DS's where like they have a bunch of games on and one cartridge and stuff like that, and they're modded the, the actual hardware. Have you seen that before? No, huh? Sounds, sounds like piracy to me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about that kind of stuff? <laughs> Is that what you get when you go to Asia? 
<laughs> yeah, is that why you've been so many times? <laughs> Wait a minute, let me see your DS. <laughs> you got a copy of Spectrobes on there? <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> we have we have cool interviews here at comicsonline.com. <laughs> Very different. Let's see, uh, I think I've covered most of the game. Any other, All right. any other questions? Well, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. So, if you guys have cool. Uh... Finally, we are introduced to Disney's new quad ATV extreme trick racing game, Pure. Pure features beautifully realistic 1080p graphics and incredible stunts. Someone please send me this game. I want to play it again. Uh, Pure is an off-road trick racing game on ATVs that is all about taking um, ATVs out of the stadium and out of the sort of commercial sport and out into the wilderness, hitting huge jumps with other 16, 16 other riders and doing ridiculous tricks in an over-the-top way in a very arcade style, very accessible, um, with really great online play as well. What's this uh, next game called? Uh, it's called Pure. Pure is an off-road trick racing game. Nice. So I'm, you're probably familiar with ATVs. Yeah. yeah. So this is an ATV racing game. Yeah, that would be our competition. Yes. So ATV versus MX. Oh, uh, are these games available on PS3 too? Uh, yes. Uh, so the, obviously the one I just showed you, Spectrobes is DS only, but. Um, so is there a reason why you guys chose um, Xbox to demo the games on, or PS uh, as opposed to PS3? Stop it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think? Um, actually, no, it's just, it's just for convenience. Um, if you had come to E3, we had Pure running up and looking identical on both PS3 and 360. The game is in, it's absolutely gorgeous. You've seen a second, mm -hmm. and it looks exactly the same on both platforms. Do you guys have a preference for um, systems? or? I own both, personally, um, mostly because I wanted to play the exclusive downloadable games they have on, the, on PSN, on Xbox Live. Mm -hmm. so, um, I think as far as Xbox, yeah. By nature, that's, yeah, people are more comfortable with that. that that's an advantage on that side. Okay, cool. But don't be, don't be worried. The game will run perfectly and look absolutely beautiful on the PS3 as well. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that's yeah, that was a bit of a... So again, we have an inferior system, but, you know, whatever. All right, so like I said, uh, Pure is uh, focused specifically on ATVs. Um, you know, some of our competition likes to put every possible vehicle that can race off-road together. The reason we picked ATVs uh, is because they're really unique in that they're four wheels, so they handle kind of like a car. You know, they kind of power slide or understeer, oversteer, so people are used to the way they handle, so a new player can pick it up and it makes sense, like they understand how. Yeah. Whereas like a motorcycle is a little different feel, right? Oh, yeah. And then, but... They're lightweight, and they got a rider on top, which means that we can have huge jumps and do the tricks that come along with a rider, which is a real big focus of our game. Okay. So, um, like I said, rather than calling this an off-road racing game, or we call it uh, off-road trick racing game, because we really want to emphasize the fact that our game has Tricks. tricks, and they are um, really integral to the way the game plays. So, right now, um, I'm just going to boot up. Uh, a track from one, the game has a bunch of different locations, all based on the real world, but obviously the actual tracks are fictional. Um, more like, wouldn't it be cool if a track like this existed in the, the, the given location? A big fantasy track. Yeah. Much so, like a, maybe like a, like, like maybe a good comparison might be SSX Tricky. We hear that a lot. Yes. And I think uh, 
we all agree that's a pretty fair comparison. Right. Um, Obviously, this is a, a whole lot more detailed, even just looking at these splash screens. Yeah, yeah. Even, <laughs> even just our loading screen, uh, we're quite proud of. But I'm about to show you a, a level in Italy. Um, I've just picked a rider. There are different characters you can choose from. And then your bikes, we have an amazing level of customization on the bikes, which I'll show you in a second. But I want to get in the action first and show you how the game plays. I'm is, this, is this all part of the load time right here? Uh, I can skip this anytime. This is an oh, intro okay. to, the, to, the, uh, to the track. Okay. Here we go. Now we're getting to the action. Um, so I'm playing a race mode right now. So the ultimate goal here is to come first out of 16 riders. 16 is online also. So we have 16 players online. So. Um, and the, the key thing here is that although it is a race, I need to do tricks to win the race. The way it works is every time I do a trick, I'm going to fill up that little meter in the bottom right that has, you see that little A button icon down there? And it gives you more power? Or it gives me more boost. Uh, the trade-off is that if I don't use my boost and keep filling it up, I get access to bigger and better tricks. Okay. So there's a trade-off there. So see there now, B button has become available because I filled it up. So before I could only do simple tricks off the A button. Now when I go off a jump here, like B. I can do a B button trick, a little more elaborate trick likely to give me more boost. I have a question about the racing. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves about racing games is that um, when the characters crash, uh, the animation is kind of the same. How is it the animation in this one, the person when people crash? I'll, uh, I'll leave that for you to watch here in a second when I eat it, um, because <laughs> I s most certainly will, and uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll address that concern. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see now, I've built up to the Y button. Um, if I want, at any point, I can hit the X button and boost. As you see here, I'm boosting. I get a boost of speed, and you get a nice blur effect up. there. And that uses up the meter. So if I use it up too much, I might lose that Y button and have to go back to, this, uh, to, the, B to the B or A button tricks. Um, there we, go. we also have the ability to tweak any trick with the shoulder buttons. So while I'm in the middle of a trick, if I press down the shoulder button, uh, the rider will do some variation. So here's the trick. Tweak it, drop down, and grab the seat. Nice. Now there you see I've let the meter fill all the way up, and I've... On, I've banked what we call a special trick, which is that little star. The cool thing about the star is it lets you, first of all, do a sort of ridiculous over-the-top trick. I'll show you one here. I did mention there's a disclaimer about don't try this at home, right? <laughs> no kidding. How much, how much freedom are you allowed on the track um, as far as, like, I see that there's... You probably noticed there's, there's a lot of paths. Um, yeah. All of the tracks are designed to have a really large amount of replayability, not just the fact that you can go a different direction, but you can unlock, or not really unlock, but you can access other areas of the track only by doing a large jump. Or, so for example, there might be a jump like this where if I'm boosting and I get a really nice lip, I could land up on a new path that I couldn't access oh. if I didn't have enough speed. Okay. okay. So there's a lot of that in the game too. Here's a couple other uh, special tricks. Oh, land it, land it! Oh, when you, but when you, when you crash, does it, does it make you um, slow down, or, or does everybody slow down so you can catch up to them, or are they just speed past you and just never catch them? Um, rather than doing like the rubber banding, uh, which is the you know, thing where like we slow everyone else down, yeah. or you know, what we do is we just get you back into the action right away. So I'll show you. Uh, okay, so you just jump right back into a spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here I'll, I'll show you what it's like uh, when you yeah. crash. Um, so the game uses uh, a really really strong physics engine for everything in the handling, but also for the rider as well. So you see, if I hold the trick too long, the crash is totally dynamic based on the position and I was in. You and you can see, first. boom, it gets me right back into the action. So um, you're never looking at, you know, you're never staring at like a bike that stopped or a stuck rider or a crash for more than, you know, two, three seconds. And it gets you right back in there. So, so you don't boom, have to wait. eat it. 
Yep, you crash, show you the logo back is in. It, is it ever possible not to clear those gaps? Absolutely, oh yeah. And the, the game has, uh, it's pretty well balanced so that, um, you know, even if you're not very good at the game, you're not going to constantly be crashing into walls. But there's uh, quite a bit of depth to the how far you jump. You can actually really control how much air time you're going to have. So I'll show you, like, right now if I just hold the gas and go off the jump, uh, you know, I land on the, up, on the uphill. Uh, there's different ways you control the, the speed. If I do what we call a preload, you see I get an extra boost of jump. The way that works is you hold down on the steering stick and then flick it up right as you go off the edge of the jump. No, Can you that oh. little meter. That was the preload thing. It tells you how well you, you preloaded. So I had 100% preload there. Uh -huh. Can you cause your competitors to crash? Um, it's not like this game is road rash or anything where you like would purposefully hit them, but uh -huh. if you like sort of inadvertently land on one or sort of push them off, you can, you know. Like if you were, like, crash, yeah. like right now, could you run, could you run, um, run it, bump into them and like knock them to the side or something? Yeah, you, yeah, you can. Can we see it? If I, if I can catch up somebody, hang on, give me a second. <laughs> Maybe. What are some of the achievements you guys might have on there? Um, I don't have like the exact list as the game's still in development, but we do have, uh, I've noticed as I've been playing through the game myself, the different builds that we're creating, uh, we have a nice variety um, of stuff like, you know, I just did a double backflip, so you might imagine there's some like achievement like that. Or something. There's also stuff like pass someone in midair, or you know, um, and then of course stuff based on progression as well. Um, as you saw there, we have huge jumps in the game. You can the the graphics in the game you can just see forever. Let me actually, yeah, let me show you another track. Uh, I tend to end up playing the whole race. I should. The Italy track looked kind of, it looked pretty cool, the Italy track. I like that one. So that was Italy. Um, we've got a few other that we are, uh, we're showing before the game comes out. Of course, we're going to save some tracks so that you'll actually see something new when you buy the game instead of uh, knowing about what it. Are, what are different modes I saw there was? Yeah, uh, actually, let me just describe those real quick. So race is what I was talking about. Race is come in first, but do tricks to get boost to come in first. Uh, sprint is also a race mode, but they're much smaller, um, sort of bite-sized races, a little more technical. Mm -hmm. Not as much about the huge, huge, huge jumps and more about, you know, really taking a good line. Um, so this is for our hardcore fans, basically. Okay. And then freestyle, it's a really cool mode. Actually, let me show you another track and I'll do it on freestyle so you can see okay. what it's about. Are um, the tracks different between the modes? Yes. And, uh, let's see, yeah, Octeo Wells, which you may recognize, this is an actual location that people yeah. ride ATVs at. We just actually, this one just came out. Of that, that's where I used to go ATV riding when I was a kid. Yeah, one of the most famous yeah. places to do it. I um, go to Pismo Beach. I don't know where the other place is. Yeah, that's where my sister goes. Do you upgrade the vehicles later? Yeah, and actually, let me uh, make sure I show you that after I show you this real quick, because this is really cool. Um, but if you wanted to go to the freestyle one and look at a certain course, and then, so you know it, and then you go to the race, it's a different one? It's, um... So, like, for example, Octeo Wells, this, this, this course uh, is overall the same in race mode and in freestyle mode. But what happens is in freestyle mode, the main difference is that you're not trying to come in first. You're trying to be in the air and do as many tricks as possible, link tricks together. So what, what it, it's like is if someone took the existing track and then built a bunch of wooden ramps all around the track to give you more opportunities to get air. So the main thing about uh, freestyle mode is that you, everyone starts the race with a, um, a tank full of gas. And you'll see in the bottom left. And as I'm racing, everyone's gas depletes at the same rate. And the only way that you can get more gas is by landing tricks or by getting pickups. So the idea here is, is a totally different line than if you were racing. Here you want to learn the track and how can I get into the air next as soon as possible so I can do more tricks, so I can keep refilling my gas meter. The last 
player sort of alive is the winner. Okay. So it's elimination style. Yeah, so you can see there's, uh, you know, I know that I can get up here and grab extra gas there. And there's, there's my gas is frozen right now. It's not depleting because I picked up that power up. Can you customize your bikes? You said you could or you couldn't? Yes, absolutely. Um, we have a very cool way to customize your bike. You can literally build your bike from thin air. Pick the frame, pick the A-arms, pick the engine, pick the struts, pick the gears, pick the wheels, pick the tires, pick absolutely everything about it. What about online play? Um, like I said, in, in all of the races, uh, 16 riders, and that goes across to online. So we have 16 player online for all game modes. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast, especially Nomad, are those of each participant themselves and do not necessarily represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers, past, present, or future of any participant, or anyone else in the world, living or dead. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're a stupid fucking retard and should probably stop punching yourself in the face only long enough to immediately and permanently log off the internet, delete all podcasts of any kind from all of your equipment, and never ever attempt to view, read or listen to grown-up talk involving sarcasm for any reason ever again, okay? Or maybe you're instead one of the other 99%. Our smart and good-looking fans who appreciate foul language and biting sarcasm as well as everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post in our forums at comicsonline.com or visit us on MySpace or Facebook, or you can simply email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Peace out word to your mother box. And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Isaiah, when Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like comicsonline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes. We descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little noob, you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man, don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, Soviet and Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.